Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Enjoy. <laughs> Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Not going 2-2 to Diaz. Hit in the air to deep left field. Back it goes. Elias Diaz the National League in front. At 32 years old in his all-star debut, a go-ahead home run. Star game, you are never gonna forget your first potential game-winning homer. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm gonna say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell, we won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 the buzz. Welcome in Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a wide-open Wednesday here on the show, folks. So anything in the sports world that you want to talk about, let us know about it. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Wrecker live fan feedback after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today, going to have a great show for you because Pat Bradley, of course, is joining us in the 2 o'clock hour, thanks to Motorsports Authority. Looking forward to catching up with him. And then in the 3 o'clock hour, we're actually going to have Big Mac, Will McIntyre, the Razorback right-handed pitcher, who officially announced that he would be returning to Arkansas next year. Uh, went undrafted, but definitely a guy who's been working up and to getting better and better each year, and being a Central Arkansas kid himself, he's going to join us to talk about his decision to come back and also some of the things that he's going to work on to improve next season. So we'll do that in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll have some, uh, also some uh, various other things we'll get to as far as things that happened last night in the Home Run Derby, or not the Home Run Derby, the All-Star game that transpired last night. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of little uh, drama and things from that, too. We'll get into some... Other topics are doing with the NBA and some of the summer league updates, and of course Pat Fitzgerald uh, deals as well. So uh, a lot of storylines going on, but uh, at least with the uh, when watching the the MLB All Star game last night, had some drama, low scoring game, gets a three two victory for the National League, and uh, again that doesn't mean that that's who gets home field advantage anymore, but still pretty entertaining just for the baseball perspective because it wasn't like it was just nothing but home runs or nothing but high scoring affairs. It was a close game that needed a two run homer. There in the eighth inning to be able to give the NL the three-two win. It's cool to have those guys mic'd up, mm-hmm. and uh, NL finally breaks the streak. AL have won five in a row, so uh, they were looking to get off the snide, and they did last night. But it was a competitive game, a fun game. They interview players during the game. They talk to the uh, the team with A Rod and Big Poppy and those guys. So it's it's a cool event, and uh, it steps outside the normal means of a baseball game, but it gives you a fun element to it. Oh, yeah. It, it was fun to just kind of sit back and see it and you know know that, uh, of course, they're, you're out there playing baseball, but uh, being able to have them mic'd up and, and interviews and talking with them, that's the way it should be. It's the way that the All-Star game should be set up and just be more of a fun type of thing there, too. So uh, I, I like that element of it. I liked how uh, you, know, you get to see some of the funny stories from like the chants that broke out of you know sell the team because uh, uh, people were... Uh, I guess the, the A's fans are like handing out protest cards to people there in Mariners Ballpark going in there trying to make sure that they get their voices heard. So even stuff uh, outside of the All-Star game itself, 
the Ace fans and, uh, you know, had some people there that were trying to make their voice be heard even in some big event that's not even in their own ballpark, too. Mariners fans chant for Otani. They mm-hmm. want him. And uh, it seems like whenever they have somebody mic'd up and they're talking to them, something happens where they have they're in play some kind of way where the ball is coming their way or something happens, which that's another cool element about it because if you're talking to somebody in outfield, no matter what position they're playing, it's not likely a lot of times that they're going to get some kind of action, but seems like every time they have somebody mic'd up in the outfield, something happens. Um, and when they were talking about Otani and the crowd was chanting for him, Mookie Betts and uh, was it Freeman, they were mic'd up at the time, and so they were talking to them, and they were like, what do you guys think? And they're like, well, that's tampering. But, <laughs> but of course, we would love to play with them, but no, we, there's nothing that we can say because that's tampering. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what can you do because they probably get hit with somebody that says, hey, you can't be doing that. I guess it's maybe one of those deals you say, yeah, we'd love to play with them at some later time down the road, maybe somewhere, who knows. Like, just very as vague as possible. But I don't even think it's something that, you know, of course, I know why they say it, but you almost don't need to say it because who wouldn't want to play with Shohei Otani? Like, who wouldn't want to have him on their team? It's pretty much, uh, I don't think anybody's going to say, you know what, I think we're good the way we are. I think we we don't need him. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to say that. Uh, but yeah, that was a great event last night. And now that the All-Star break is uh, moving on and getting into uh, the dog days of summer, but getting to the also the final stretch of trying to figure out who's going to be in the playoffs and who's going to end up having the best records in baseball to make it to the postseason there. So uh, this is as far as Major League Baseball goes. Now it's the, the first half is over, second half underway, and making it to October, trying to figure things out. Too. There's actually a lot of sports going on, not the mainstream sports that everybody thinks about, Big Three, maybe even if you want to say Big Four. But um, it happens in certain years that it lines up because Women's World Cup is coming up. USA is playing in Gold Cup action right now. And, of course, during the summer you always have some combat sports, some boxing, MMA, you have some big fights that get made during the summer because they can showcase they can showcase those events at any time, but they can really showcase them during the summer. So you have some of those that are on the schedule right now. And then, of course, NBA Summer League, it's something that gets us from this time. Like last week was probably the slowest time in sports, and usually today would be the slowest day because the ESPYs air – but there are actually sporting events going on. Usually when the ESPYs air, there are no sporting events. But you have NBA Summer League, USAA is playing in the Gold Cup semifinals tonight, so you actually do have sporting events going on. And uh, before we know it, NFL training camps will be getting together here in the next few weeks, and right around the corner from that, it'll be preseason NFL football. And that'll lead us right into college football. Oh, yeah. We're, listen, we got, uh, like speaking of the NBA Summer League, you know, last night you, you got to see a chance of Nick Smith Jr. finally coming through and uh, performing the way that everybody uh, expected him to or wanted him to. And it's just so funny how these summer league games, especially when we're looking at these performances, you'll have somebody has a great game and then a not-so-great game. And, you know, people will just go back and forth and like, oh, this guy looks great, oh, this guy looks bad or whatever. But for, uh, like, last night Nick Smith going for 33 points, uh, the team ended up losing 97-93 to to the Trailblazers, but... He went 13 of 20 with four of five from three-point range while also having four rebounds, three assists to steal a block. Did have six turnovers, but did only play in 28 minutes of action. So um, even in the summer league, which, again, it's you know some people like it, some people don't, and that's fine. But if you're like a Razorback basketball fan in general, you can watch these games and have some interest in it, especially when you're seeing performances like what Nick Smith was able to provide, which I'm so happy for Nick. I'm so happy that, uh, you know, he's able to showcase his capabilities of what he is able to do, like what we know he's capable of. It may not always be there uh, here early, but I think people got a little bit of taste of seeing why he was a first-round pick, why he was so high regarded coming out of high school, and for him to do what he did last night and really take over a game. I thought that was awesome for him, and hopefully uh, that he can just continue to build and get that confidence back too. And that's what it's about right now, just kind of it's a feeling-out process, getting these guys – a little bit of NBA action and, and getting them used to playing the NBA game. Now, something that is different in summer league is these guys actually get 10 fouls. They play 40 minutes like the college game. They play the same amount of time, but they get 10 fouls. And the NBA summer league, they've um, explained that in a, in a sense of saying 
we don't want these guys to be worried about fouling out of games, even though once they get to the NBA and they start playing regular season games, that's going to be a factor. But right now, we want to get them on the court and get them as much court time and get them just used to what, what's happening with this game and not have to worry about fouling out. And some players have taken advantage of it. First two games that the Hornets played, Brandon Miller had seven fouls. He had seven fouls in the first game, and he had at least seven fouls in the second game, six of those in the first half. There has to be no other league or at least no other like high, a competitive game or at least organized game like that where these guys like Brandon Miller, for instance, has he ever had a game where he's had seven fouls and kept going? Like, I don't think in high school you could do that no, none no. anywhere. So that's probably kind of an interesting thing, too, where – uh, you know, they're getting ready to go to the highest level, which is the NBA. And I get why they're doing it, but it's probably just something funny where, as a player, you're like, man, I'm, I'm, I fouled seven times and I'm still in this game. Like, I'm still still playing. It's probably quite interesting in having an organized game like that where you're allowed to have that many fouls. And they've actually had players foul, foul out in Summer League, yeah. if you can believe it. With ten, ten, fouls? ten fouls? Yeah. Man, that's now that's impressive. That's, that's golden if somebody uh, finds a way to do that. But, again, trying to get to the point to where... It's like the uh, in-between as they get in the summer league, get ready for the NBA. It makes sense of why they do it. But, yeah, getting that many fouls, it's like, okay, maybe uh, maybe you don't need to do that so much. If you're fouling out of a game, someone's going to have to sit down and have a talk with you if you're getting 10 fouls in a single game. But uh, that's going to continue on, though, tonight. And if you're uh, looking to see uh, some former Razorbacks that are in the summer league tonight, you got Detroit with Stanley Amude uh, playing Toronto. That's going to be on ESPN2 at 5 o'clock tonight. Jalen Williams in Oklahoma City. At 6.30 versus Indiana on NBA TV. Uh, also Orlando with Anthony Black, Audis Tony. They're going to be taking on New York and with the Magic at 7 p.m. on ESPN. And then Boston once again with Jordan Walsh taking on the Lakers at 9 p.m. on ESPN. So a lot of Razorback flavor tonight in the NBA Summer League on ESPN and their family and networks too. It'll be exciting to see. Summer League gives you the opportunity also. It gets you the opportunity to see players you're excited about seeing that were some of these high draft picks that you're familiar with and you see what they look like on the next level. But it also gives you a chance to see players that you may not know so much about when you're watching. It's almost like you're doing your own version of scouting. You get a chance to see these players when you're watching for certain ones, like uh, Victor Wembanyama. Everybody's watching him. But on the Spurs team, there's a guy named Julian Champagny. And he was leading the summer league Um, going into Vegas where he scored 29 points per game. Now, since then, somebody has surpassed that, but that's a guy that nobody knows much about. And then it turns out you look at a Celtics box score because you're looking for Jordan Walsh to see what he's done, and Mm -hmm. you see Jay Champagne on there, and you're like, wait, this guy (laughs) plays for the Spurs. Well, he's a twin brother that plays for the Celtics that is a really good scorer also. So you wouldn't even know that, so yeah, unless you uh, get exposed to the other players and other teams that are out there. So because I didn't even know that, I didn't even know that they had there was twins of them out there for playing for different teams. But uh, that's again the exposure that they get and uh, having fans watch it that normally wouldn't watch the NBA Summer League. You get something out of it too. So it's pretty impressive to see uh, not only the Razorbacks and how they're faring, but uh, also some uh, players that are pretty familiar from the college game too. But either way, we'll talk more about all the things here on a wide open Wednesday. It's coming up next. Uh, we're going to bring up this enemy of the state. Fun little polling that we're doing on our 103.7 The Bus social medias. We'll explain what's going on with that a little bit more. We'll dive into some of the other headlines as well and get to your phone calls and text messages. 501-661-1037. Got a lot more out of bounds. It's all coming up next, so stay with us. Master of Illusion Jason Bird dazzles the mind with breathtaking magic. Don't miss him Saturday, July 29th at 7 p.m. at Robinson Center Music Hall. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. This is Sports Center. Former Arkansas Razorback and North Little Rock guard Nick Smith Jr. scored a team-high 33 points for the Charlotte Hornets on Tuesday in a 97-93 loss to the Portland Trail Blazers in NBA Summer League action. Smith went 13 of 20 shooting from the floor, including 4 of 6 from the three-point line. He also finished with four rebounds, three assists, a steal, and a blocked shot in 28 minutes. Charlotte's next game is Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Central against New Orleans, which can be seen on NBA TV. In tonight's Summer League 
action. Former Hog Jordan Walsh and the Boston Celtics take on the Los Angeles Lakers at the Thomas and Mack Center. That game starts at 9 o'clock Central tonight on ESPN. I'm Todd Pierce for the Buzz Radio Network. The FedEx Cup Playoffs start in Memphis at the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Come out to TPC Southwind August 9th through the 13th and watch the PGA Tour's top players battle to make it through Memphis. Enjoy Memphis at its finest with specialty cocktails, local eats, a vibrant atmosphere, and much more. Two kids 15 and under admitted free with a ticketed adult. Daily grounds and upgraded tickets are available now at FedExChampionship.com. Is your air conditioning system ready for the heat? Middleton Heat and Air is ready to keep your home and family cool this summer. Let us check your system before it gets hot. We offer free estimates on replacements with no overtime rates from 8 to 8 even on weekends. See why we install more heat and air systems in Arkansas than anyone. Call Middleton today at 501-224-4888. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. See Dan Cook in North Little Rock, Steve Fisher in Stuttgart, or Jay Vandover in Little Rock. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I'm looking for fuel injector cleaner. Right now, buy a bottle of Chevron Tecron Complete Fuel System Cleaner and get one free, only at AutoZone. Will it also help with my mileage? Get everything you need to restore your performance in MPGs. Wait, is it good for trucks too? Whatever vehicle you have, you can find the right products and parts at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. That's Mike saying good morning. It's the best he can do right now. Yeah, not a cloud in the sky. What Mike could use is a fresh start. And Irish Spring Body Wash. The fresh scent of Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suds are just the reset Mike needs. Now he's ready to go to work. It's Sunday. Irish Spring. When the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at Walmart today. Alzheimer's disease affects over 6 million Americans. While there is no cure, there are steps you can take to reduce your risk and improve brain health. Steps include regular exercise, eating a healthy diet, staying socially engaged, and challenging your brain with new activities. If you or a loved one are experiencing memory loss or other symptoms of Alzheimer's, seek medical attention right away. Join us in the fight against Alzheimer's. Learn more at healthyar.info forward slash bold. A message from the Arkansas Department of Health. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Your brother wants a shot at the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm walking tall. You think you're ready to run with the bulls? I've been earning and burning, snapping necks and cashing checks. On 103.7 The Buzz. the conversation call or text in at 501-661-1037 as well as the Asher Wrecker live fan feedback and we'll get to some of that here in just a little bit but 
Wanted to remind everybody that's doing a little bit of fun thing here on Out of Bounds and on our 103.7 The Buzz social media pages. So if you have yet to follow us on Twitter or on Facebook, it's very simple to do. You just type in 103.7 The Buzz and there you go. You're involved because we're having a little bit of a uh, bracket, if you will. People like to do those bracket seasons and do polling and voting and all that fun stuff. But we're doing it for the enemy of the state. The Arkansas edition. Essentially what this is, is just for fun, for one. It's not to be anything mean-spirited. It's just for fun trash talk. Maybe you could call it for Trash Talk Thursday. But essentially what it is, is that nominations were taken on social media for all of you Arkansas fans or just people of the state of Arkansas. They talk about the one person or thing that you hate the most or you consider the enemy, and we're going to have a bracket off type of challenge and it's about your votes so we have all those different matchups in the dirty 32 because there's only 32 different teams quote unquote if you will but uh, to give you an idea of what we're looking at and what we're talking about for instance in the first round we have uh, four different regions which is the Fayetteville region the Little Rock region the Fort Smith region and the Pine Bluff region uh, in the first round of the Fayetteville region you have Chad Morris facing off against Pepsi because for whatever reason, people still hate Chad Morris and apparently still have a problem with Pepsi. So that's a first-round matchup that you vote on, and whoever gets the most votes by tomorrow morning will move on to the Sucky 16. So you have that. You have LSU versus Bruce Pearl. You get to vote on that one. The Battle of the Jimmies, Jimmy Dykes and Jimmy Sexton. You can go on with those. How about Perry Costello versus Instant Replay? Because of all that uh, stuff that happened in that Auburn game in 2020, uh, that could be problematic. You have Jeff Long versus Tanner English. You got Greg Sankey versus Heisman voters. The list goes on and on of different ones. And just to be clear, these are not the teams that were selected by any of us here on the Buzz or by me or anything. These were all nominations by all of you on social media and took the top nominees that got the most mentions, put them out in a seated bracket, and now you'll have a chance to vote on it too. So. Get after it on uh, 103.7 The Buzz. On, get on Twitter, on Facebook. So if all the first-round polls are there, and uh, you'll be able to vote on. We'll see uh, who advances to the next round in the next case. I've already had people really upset and really mad about either somebody being mentioned or somebody not being mentioned. <laughs> of course. On that. Of course. Never going to satisfy everybody. Never. Never. But as of right now, it's pretty... I would say almost all of the voting has been pretty one-sided for either one of the matchups, except for one, and it's the Battle of the Jimmies. It's Jimmy Sexton and Jimmy Dykes. Right now, Jimmy Dykes is leading the way at 50.4% after getting 1,500 votes so far. So that one's a dead heap yeah. in the Battle of the Yeah, them. but uh, homegrown guy, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, of course the anger for Jimmy Sexton can be uh, understood there, but... Uh, another quote. Yeah, Jimmy Sexton represents people from the state now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Represents the people from the state, but what is on his mind is the money that they can make, which is his job. Always. That's what he's supposed to do. Yes. I would hire him if he was if I had a sport if I was a coach or a player or whoever, I'd hire Jimmy Sexton. He's great at what he does. Uh, but we have a few other ones that are pretty close. Like for instance, right now, uh, 11 a.m. kickoffs versus Gus Malzahn. Uh, 11 a.m. kickoffs is actually leading the way. Uh, at a slim margin, though, of uh, 58%. So that one's fairly close. And uh, <laughs> it's like, I just I laugh because some of these I'm kind of surprised by. Uh, it's just as far as how much. Like, for instance, we have Brett Bielema versus Tony Vitello. And Tony Vitello is rolling away with the competition. 72% people hate Tony Vitello a lot more than Brett Bielema. That's funny. I, I, it's, I, it's, it's about that recency, though. Oh, it is. And that, that's 100% true on some of these things because, uh, like, a lot of them are just, you know, ones that were obvious. Like, you kind of knew that Chad Morris was probably going to beat out uh, Pepsi, but or LSU was going to be, beat out Bruce Pearl. Like, those were going to be pretty hefty, but... Uh, it'll be once the rounds keep going, we'll see if it gets any bit closer. Because, like, Texas is a one seed, and they're smoking Bobby Petrino. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just things like that. We'll keep you updated on it. But, again, get all the votes so we can uh, get the best idea of who is truly the enemy of the state here in the state of Arkansas. So, uh, again, just go to the Buzz Insta, not Instagram, Buzz Facebook and Buzz Twitter accounts for those, and uh, we'll have some fun with that as well. Uh, let's see. And some other news, too. We talked about last night with the – NBA Summer League, Nick Smith going off too, and obviously uh, with the uh, All-Star game happening as well. But 
Uh, we do have some updates on this whole Pat Fitzgerald story as well. Because, listen, we talked about it yesterday, the whole hazing allegations and how he got fired and uh, kept waiting on more details to come out. Like, what's going on here? What's what's actually going on? Is somebody to blame? Is there uh, a few other ones that should be uh, you know, getting in trouble for this or having uh, their job in jeopardy or whatever it may be? But apparently, Pat Fitzgerald's attorney said that he was fired for cause, and Dan Webb is his attorney, said he was informed and he was fired for cause, who had led the team, of course, to uh, some of their successes that they've had. And Webb is researching legal strategies and has not filed a lawsuit, but he cited two different major breach of contract claims, which will be happening uh, due to as well as significant reputational damage that has been done. And Northwestern has not informed Webb on whether or not it's seeking to rehold the main, withhold the remaining salary on Fitzgerald's 10-year contract because he's owed more than $40 million. See, that's going to be the key to it. How much money are they willing to give up? If they're not willing to give up any, then that's where the lawsuit comes into play. Yeah, my whole thing is, is like with the like athletic director Greg and in the president and and how it all went down. It, it's just fascinating how you've had basically people taking this story and making some major moves, but then, like, for instance, talking about, well, this didn't change, like, nothing has changed, nothing has developed since the suspension happened for two weeks. It was more just about the public pressure that came out, and that's why they decided to make the move. And when, on ESPN, they had Adam Rittenberg, who does a great job of writing and covering all these things in college football, specifically this particular thing. Uh, Here's what Adam Rittenberg was saying about what Fitzgerald's attorney actually told him and also what the next step is going to be from the Northwestern side of things. Dan Webb, the attorney, told me that Pat Fitzgerald was fired for cause by Northwestern. Webb is researching legal strategies right now, but said that Northwestern essentially has breached two contracts. The employment contract that Fitzgerald has with the school was obviously signed to a new 10-year contract back in early 2021, and also an oral contract, he said, between Fitzgerald, the university president, and the general counsel that was was reached on Thursday into Friday, leading to their agreed discipline. Two weeks of suspension, beginning Friday, unpaid, heading into late July. Webb telling me what has changed since then. There's no new information. Even the information that came out in the Daily Northwestern on Saturday was already relayed to the school's hand-picked attorney who handled the investigation into the hazing allegations involving Pat Fitzgerald. So Dan Webb, you're saying he's certainly open to some type of resolution, some type of agreement, but certainly they feel that this is wrongful termination if they are certainly, if Northwestern is pursuing the for-cause path of the firing. And here's the next step for Northwestern. Derek Gregg returned to campus early Tuesday after an overseas trip and essentially has been doing some damage control. He obviously was not in that first team meeting on Monday. He joined briefly via Zoom before exiting the meeting without answering questions, withdrew some criticism from some of the current players on social media. Gregg did meet with the entire football staff earlier today and the school confirmed that all of the coaches, all of the support staff were told that they will be back for the 2023 season. Gregg did not yet name an interim head coach for the 2023 season. David Braun, the defensive coordinator who was brought in in January, is essentially managing the program but hasn't officially been named interim head coach. I'm also told Greg is going to meet with the Northwestern team again here in person in about 10 minutes, but there's a lot of emotions, a lot of negative feelings towards the athletic director, towards the administration. So certainly some work to do for Derek Gregg now that he's back here on campus in Evanston. Sounds like it's an absolute mess for the administration <laughs> and what's going on. Because you got like Derek Gregg being the athletic director. He was not there. He was overseas. He's having to come back, having to do damage control. He's having to meet with players. But then it's like, yeah, well, there's an acting coach that's been named with Coach Braun. But he's not the interim coach. We still haven't made that decision. But all the assistants are being retained. This just seems like one big, fat, nasty mess for this administration where they looked at it as a, we got to cut the, the head off the chicken there with Pat Fitzgerald and get ahead of this. And now you're trying to do damage control, which is going to continue to have a lot more other issues coming from it and stemming from it over time as well. Now, we know what the punishment was. It was a two-week suspension. But as far as an oral contract, that doesn't necessarily stand up. But usually when there's some kind of punishment, penalty, you sign paperwork. So they're pretty sure that he probably had to sign some paperwork to say that this has happened, and, and they make some kind of notation of it, or maybe it's something they put in the system to say that this happened, but they have to keep track of it some kind of way. It's not just 
an oral contract because of the fact that there's a certain penalty that he was facing here. There's usually something that's written and signed by the coach to sign off on it to say that he agrees with it. Yeah, and, he, and they said that they did come to that agreement. Yeah, they, that he accepts the terms, accepts the punishment, and that he is going to, to move on from it too. And I think that that's where the attorneys and then Pat Fitzgerald, where their issue comes in. Because, again, we, we, we've already established what the allegations are. And we established that there are some people that have come out and said this and how terrible it is, but there's also some people that said that it didn't happen exactly that way. Like That's a lot of he said, she said stuff. But when you're talking about just the actual legality, the paperwork, the things of that nature, to me, that's what's the most fascinating deal is because now you're looking at it to where if I'm Pat Fitzgerald and I'm like, hey, you guys investigated it. You guys knew all this stuff. Nothing has changed since I signed off on that. You have zero grounds to fire me because I accepted that. I, whether it was signing off on it or whatever it is, I accepted that. I should have been allowed to continue to coach. I should have been allowed to continue with my job or whatever. But... It's now coming out and looking like, at least from the Pat Fitzgerald side of things, like you guys are just doing this because it became a bigger story than what you originally thought, and now you're trying to Save cover your own, in some kind of way. yeah, cover your own bases and cover your own rear end, and so that's what makes this so messy. And I'm not on Pat Fitzgerald's side or anything like that, but just I can understand from where he's coming from. Whereas, like if you investigated and I accepted that my wrongdoing, I accepted my responsibility in the role, you can't punish me and then punish me even more so because nothing's changed since that point in time like there's got to be some sort of resolution made from that and and, you know interesting that we've talked about bob huggins actually won his job back does pat fitzgerald is that the ultimate outcome that he wants he wants his job back or is he just trying to settle it and move forward I don't know, because yeah, because both Huggins and Fitzgerald are alums of those schools that they're at. When, oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, those are their places. That's where they've been and where they love being. And uh, we know with Huggins, he's definitely wanting to be reinstated. I, I don't know if Fitzgerald is that, if that's what he's wanting. And if it was going to be the case, I don't think he'd want to do it uh, with the current athletic director or the current administration, at least. <laughs> uh, the ones that fired him just to say, oh, whoops, man, sorry. Yeah, come on back. We're, we're that's sorry. That's another dynamic of it. Um, yeah, yeah. You want to let me go? If I'm allowed to come back, then things have to change above him. But not likely that it happens that way, but those it could be changes still, regardless of if Pat Fitzgerald returns or not. Yeah, I thought it was a really bad move. or I don't know the details or the extent of it, but to not have your athletic director there, and, and, and at least in the country, when the the firing was made and when th- this this type of punishment was handed down, I, that to me is just absurd. I think you're talking about your. I don't know that Northwestern is a very much an academic school, and they're you know it's not like uh, other schools, maybe even in the SEC. But when you're an athletic director, you're, you're the biggest guy on campus is that football coach. You're like that, that's your money maker, and for that all to happen, and you're not even in the country. I just that that just blows my mind that that something like that. What happened? Maybe he did give the approval, and, and like maybe zoomed in or something. It's like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, we need to do this. this is what we need to do. But that—that that is how they went about it. It's just that they weren't there personally. He yeah. wore the president. Now, um, all of it is just digging a bigger hole, though, because if you try to go on top of the original punishment to make another punishment, it's just digging a bigger hole. So, you know, in reality, they could have come back after this suspension and said. Instead of two weeks, it's going to be indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And then when he makes it back into the country, then they ultimately cut ties and let him go. But it's just digging a digger hole no matter how it happens. Yeah, it's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse. And there's nothing – you can't put the toothpaste back in the bottle. You can't do anything like that. You just have to live with your decisions and what you've made. And that's what Northwestern's going to have to do. It's just sad that it got handled this way. And it's sad for, for everybody involved. Of course, uh, the the alleged victims of this, and also the, the administration, the athletic department. It's just, you know, these are people that are supposed to be in these positions of power to handle these things in the right way. And I think just by basing off what we've seen and what we know, I don't think it could have been handled any worse than what they've had going on. Almost gives me the vibes of when, like, it was a John White, Frank Broyles thing, you know, when <laughs> Frank was gone with the Dana Altman deal. Obviously not with the, the serious allegations, but... Like John White was handling things back while while Frank was over in Augusta National, and it was just a mess from that. It gives <laughs> gives me the vibes of that too. Which, and sometimes man. we have these pre-planned vacations where, if something happens, 
you're not going to handle business until you get back from that or, you know, take certain steps. It's mm-hmm. not like you're going to cancel your vacation to go back, handle it, and then go back on vacation. It just doesn't happen like that. Well, what was it Scotty Pippen said? I wasn't trying to F my summer up right. type of thing. Like, yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Kind of the same thing. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Uh, by the way, JR on our text line says, is Derek Gregg uh, at Northwestern, same Derek Gregg that was in the athletic administration in Arkansas years ago in the early 2000s. I remember he was in the mix and he got reported as being the new AD after Jeff Long got fired, but I don't yeah. remember if he was back yeah, in Yeah, it was recently. Now, he yeah. may have been involved before, but no. recently then he was involved. Yeah, I, I don't I don't show, totally remember that. I'll look it up, but it could be the case. Maybe he, that's what the connection was. He was at Arkansas at that right. time back in the day, but okay. here recently he was up for the AD job itself. Yeah, well, now he's uh, being the athletic director in uh, Northwestern having a mess to, to try to try to stomp out because it's been been pretty rough for them too so but uh, we'll give updates again if they things that can develop over time here uh, during the show which i'm sure it's an ongoing deal we'll definitely talk about but uh you know speaking of uh uh things that uh, we'll have some headlines to dive into as well when it comes to like th- these things it's just amazing how the it's always summertime stuff when, when this happens which is great because it's like stuff to talk about and for content purposes but you know these things that actually got investigated back in january and then the punishment was handed down earlier. But now it's just now is when the real explosive thing happened. And it's kind of the same thing with Bob Huggins. Because how long was it before, like, between when he got forced to resign or whatever, then he actually came out and says, I didn't resign. Was it like two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit of time in between. So, But it's been playing out for a while simply because he uh, took a pay cut because of some words that he said on air. He took a pay cut from there. He took a... A bit of a reduced role, if you will, and and some changes in his contract altogether, which after the fact, once he was let go, it came out that most likely this would have been Bob Huggins' last season anyway because of the structure of his contract because it was kind of year to year. And uh, so most that were close to the situation thought it was going to be his last year regardless. But he wanted the opportunity to be able to coach this season. Now, it's his own fault as to why he's not at this point. But it's just it has a long backstory to it. I don't think either coach is going to be reinstated. But which one of them you think is more likely to if they were? Like, would it be? I know, again, I don't think either of them will be. But both of them seem like they want their job back. <laughs> like, so who's, like, who's the most likely candidate to get their job back in the situation? Uh, before this situation even happened, there was no way Bob Huggins was right. getting his job back. But if you have to choose one of the two, more likely it would be Bob Huggins. I'm kind of with you. Uh, I, I think because the, the Huggy, Huggins deal, too, is like not only is he beloved. Which I know Pat Fitzgerald is, too, but Pat Fitzgerald's come off a 1-11 year. You know? And the year before that, they went 3-9, and nine, and he's been there for a while. And uh, this is a, you know a, what, a though, culture they, program issue. Record didn't come into play on this. They, they didn't care about that because if that was the case – they would have let him go after this past season. Right. I'm just looking at it if I was a Northwestern fan, as much as I love Pat Fitzgerald, it's like, hey, you know, hadn't been great here recently. But with uh, with Huggins, though, it was not a culture problem. It was just an individual decision that he needed to get help with. And I think that's the big difference. It's off the field, but it was his own doing. Or Pat Fitzgerald, the things he's alleged of, but, but stuff going on in his program. What's worse, though, is it because of – Bob Huggins being the individual, so he's bringing all this on himself. True. But then with Pat Fitzgerald, you're saying he's the guy in charge that should know what's happening. And, you know, he's saying he really didn't know. And the administration, they came to the conclusion that he didn't know. That's tough. I think both of them have their own reasons to believe that, uh, again, none of them are going to get reinstated. But, man, it's, it's a tough one when, is it the individual or the culture, which is the bigger issue? That is a great question. But we'll have more to talk about and what's trending in the world of sports here on a wide open Wednesday on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Attention seafood lovers. Eat My Catfish is back open in Little Rock. The new Eat My Catfish in Riverdale is located in the Riverdale Shopping Center beside the movie theater and Ace Hardware. Eat local. Eat fresh. Eat My Catfish. 
RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal house. Bass tournaments in some of the best fishing spots in the state. It's Fishing Arkansas, Sunday mornings with Big Sarge. Fishing Arkansas is presented by Fletcher Auto Group, Shelter Agent Jamie Marsh, Stanley Hardware, Axles Plus, Cooper's Nursery, and Arkansas River Valley Roofing and Restoration. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important, and they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is hamburger steak for only $7.49 per pound. Paired with mashed potatoes for just $4.49 per pound. CareLink, Central Arkansas's area agency on aging, strives to alleviate the stresses family caregivers experience when caring for older loved ones by providing services such as home care and meals on wheels in Central Arkansas. Learn more about helping a parent or grandparent at carelink.org or by calling 372-5300 or toll free at 800-482-6359. This message brought to you by CareLink, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association, and this station. Hey folks, Wild Bill here with Magic Market, Motorsports Authority in Hot Springs and Russellville. Folks, we're kicking off our third annual season summer sell-off, and my goodness, do we have the inventory. That's right, Bill. We've got the best inventory we've ever had. Not going to last long. Terrains, rogues, forerunners, pilots, escapes. And don't forget, we say yes. Come see us. We've got plenty of financing options for you to get you in the vehicle of your dreams. And if you can't make it to one of our locations, you can always visit us online at msastore.com. Let's talk about Mosquito Joe misting systems. Misting systems are perfect for properties that have extremely high mosquito activity, and you just can't seem to get them out of your way. It's like having a Mosquito Joe technician on your property 24-7. Great for homes with patios, pools, even horse barns and places like that. If you think a misting system might be right for you, give Mosquito Joe a call. Mention you heard it on the buzz and get $200 off your misting system installation. Visit arkansas.mosquitojoe.com. Toxic water at Camp Lejeune has caused pain, suffering, and death for tens of thousands of dedicated Americans and their families. If you're a current or former Marine, dependent of a Marine, or civilian who worked at Camp Lejeune at any time from 1953 to 1987, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call 800-619-7308 now to see if you qualify. Studies have found the water at Camp Lejeune was contaminated with toxic chemicals causing serious health conditions such as bladder, breast, or kidney cancer, Parkinson's, leukemia, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma as well as miscarriages, infertility issues, and certain birth defects. A new law was signed, allowing anyone that spent time at the base to seek the justice and compensation they deserve. Billions have been set aside by the government to compensate victims. All Marines, dependents, and civilian workers who spent time at Camp Lejeune anytime from 1953 to 1987 and developed a serious health condition, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation, even if you were denied a disability claim in the past. Call 800-619-7308 now to see if you qualify. Hurry, time is limited. Call 800-619-7308. 800-619-7308. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Trying to reach the green from here, Shooter? That's not possible, sir. I beg to differ. Happy Gilmore accomplished that feat no more than an hour ago. Well, moron, good for Happy Gilmore, oh my God! On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has best deals in the market, been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. Make a trip to the lot off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise the vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. 
See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com and get a deal started on GuadneyChevrolet.com before making a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. They have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week. It's Guatney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guatney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It's wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. We'll have what's training the world of sports here in just a second. But, Joe, I know you had a story about private jets dealing with uh, Floyd Mayweather and Michael Jordan's son. Yeah, Marcus Jordan. So, here recently, Marcus Jordan revealed that he never flew commercial until he was 16 years old. And uh, that's the benefit of being Michael Jordan's son and being in that world. So Mar- Marcus Jordan, he's uh, on the podcast with Larsa Pippen. It's called Separation Anxiety. He says, as a kid or someone who's an athlete, as someone who didn't know anything else, I didn't take my first commercial flight until I was 16 years old. Until then, I was flying private everywhere. It's all I knew. I'll, I'll never forget my teammates and I, when I was 16 years old in Chicago, they were making fun of me. I'll never forget it, being 16, going to the airport, and all the kids making fun of me because I didn't know what the procedure was. <laughs> well, you know, when you said first said that, I was like, I was also 16 with my first commercial flight, but I think it was but for not a different reasons. Huh? Not because of private jets and getting to go wherever I wanted. No, it was just because it was the first time I ever flew. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure that that was, like, I kind of feel bad, not feel bad, but just it's it is amazing how with that story it's it makes sense because why why would you fly commercial and uh, it is a completely different process from when you fly private and commercial so i don't blame them at all so floyd mayweather who's known for having a private jet you know i keep the private jet so floyd uh he was on the pivot podcast with ryan clark channing crowder and fred taylor and this is something that resurfaced recently and uh listen to floyd as far as his travel arrangements I was super excited on my way out here. ESPN flew me out here, and I had A1 on Southwest, right? So that meant... What's A1? A1 so A1 mean you get the board first, because you got to pick your own spot. And if you get A1, you can get the joint that don't have a seat in front of it in the exit row, and you can stretch your feet out, yeah. and you can take your shoes off. You know what I'm talking like about? Nicest seat on the plane. Nicest seat on the plane. Yeah. When the last time you flew commercial? I'm fired up on A1. I'm not okay, I'm not joking. Look. I'm not joking or being funny. You got y'all got to be <laughs> <laughs> I, I can say that, right? Yeah. Well, let me say what you want. So what, what's your what's your travel arrangements then since A one is funny? You want me to show you right now? Yeah. I get my phone, I can no, show you right yeah. now. Oh the, the, the top oh you wanna go you wanna fly the I know you love Dubai. I, I'm, I'm gonna show you. Let me, uh can you call, call AJ. My sister, she gonna call, call my pilot right now. Yeah. So you just call your pilot and he just come where? It's like an Uber? Let me show you. you oh, he said so, pilot. I thought you said partner. I'm sorry. Pilot. I'm sorry. You know I talk fast. AJ. Hey, what's up? So, yes, so yesterday you guys flew over to Vegas to pick my daughter and mother up and my daughter and my grandson up, right? That's correct, yep. Okay, you know I got, you know, I got tickets for you guys to go to the Super Bowl. But I got also I got Dan. He's gonna go. So I need to I need you to fly over there because you got to pick some, some, a couple people up. You got to pick some people up for me in Vegas. Is that okay? Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. We're ready to go. Okay, so let me know. Head over to head over to Clay Lacey and go over to Vegas. So let me know what time you're gonna land so I can send him over there and then Dan can get on a plane also. Okay. Okay, so it'll be. I mean, we're we're, uh, we're sitting here uh, wrapping up dinner now. It's gonna be about an hour. You know, about an hour to get to play. I'd say have him at the airport about ten forty-five or so. Ten thirty, ten forty-five. All right. All right. All right. Tell, tell Dan he can get. Tell Dan to get on there also, please. I got you. All, All right. right. All right. Thank you. That's how that happened. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 tell Dan to go to the airport. It's gonna be about one hour. And then the whole time though, don't nobody call him. Floyd, Mr. Mayweather, nothing. Okay, champ, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, that got That got to be the best thing about being rich, man. <laughs> it's not. It's not really that. I say rich is something that's short term. Uh, when it's long term, it, it's wealth. Man, <laughs> I couldn't imagine having that though. Like just because again, you know how how ir- how terrible it is to even deal with airports or airplanes or booking tickets and all that, and just. And call somebody up, hey, I need you to go get this guy. And then you need to go over here. And then, ah, I got you, no problem. So the joke that came out of that was Floyd Mayweather, he he schedules private jets like Ubers. He It's like calling an Uber for him, and it's a private jet. Man. Uh-huh. And and he also goes on to say, you need to, be able, you need to take care of your pilots. Everybody, 
They got their own jet. You always got to tip your pipes no matter what. I don't care if it's a couple hundred, a couple thousand, you got to tip your pipes. Now today, I got to tip my pilots a thousand apiece because it was kind of rough. So he takes care of them. They take care of him. He takes care of them. Good advice. Always tip your pilots there. Yeah. I know, listen, because I, I have never flown private. I had that chance a couple years ago. But I do know a couple people that do fly private pretty often. And they kind of, I don't, they're not to the level of Floyd Mayweather. They, don't, they can't just do an Uber thing. But they do say things like, you know, hey, it's like the pilot is like the most important part of this whole thing. It's Absolutely. like you got to not only take care of them, but, you know, they're, they're the ones that's going to be dropping whatever they are doing or whatever and have to go and fly you and then they got to sit there and chill and wait for you to get done and then they'll come back and uh you know all that so uh at least it's at least floyd understands which i'm sure being his pilot you probably make a pretty good living i would think with the amount of money that he throws around and has uh at his disposal he could just pay i know he says tips uh, hundreds or thousands I guess it depends on how long the trip is, maybe, is how he does it. See how long he tips for it. So You know, I keep the private jet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish, again, I, I, I would keep a private jet, too. How much, how much money is he worth these days? It's still an astronomical it, amount. It's uh, hundreds of millions, mm. and uh, it may be upwards of getting close to a billion. Mm. He has his own plane, or does he just, like, rent out the plane? Oh, he has his own plane. I figured he would with that money. You, you would have to. So you had your own plane, you got your own pilot. That's another thing, too, I'd like to know. What was the hiring process like for the pilot? Was it was it Floyd Mayweather sit them down personally? He's like, hey, we're going to go through, we're going to figure out who, who's going to be my pilot. Is it just kind of someone got recommended to him? Is it, if I was a pilot and I got that you know job application thrown from him, he's like, hey, somebody need Floyd Mayweather needs a shoot. I'm <laughs> so yeah, I'm applying for that. I'm going to I'm going to try to make as much money as possible off of that. And Floyd Mayweather's net worth is said to be around 450 mil. Not bad. Not bad at all. When was the last like actual like ranked fight that he had? Like one that was not not an exhibition. Oh gosh, that goes back a, a few years. Um cuz it would have been prior to fighting Conor McGregor. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, so it's been a bit, but still, to be worth that much money, again, shows how big time he is. But we're up against it, folks. When we come back, Pat Bradley's going to join us. I know we're going to get into that and talk with him about uh, some of the, the great things going on with not only the NBA Summer League, but uh, some other things as well. And we'll try to dive into seeing how he handles his private jets and his pilots and make sure that uh, PB ends up tipping them, too. So we'll have that. Well, it's a wide open Wednesday. We'll get to more of your phone calls and messages. 501-661-1037. Wide open Wednesday on Out of Bounds. And more is next. Stay with us. Join Kevin McPherson, Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, each Friday on Drive Time Sports. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock 